There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. What are those pricks? They're pricked in the heart. It's evident that God was able to circumcise the heart of 3,000. They responded to the pricks. He says, now you're stiff-necked. You're hard. You won't move. You do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did. What is that pricking? It's the work of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Through the scriptures. Amen. Yes, sir. Prodding, jabbing, stabbing, pricking them in the It's a thorn. It's a needle. It's just a quick prick. Here's the problem. You can shake it off. Yes, sir. Can I say this? If you couldn't shake it off, it wouldn't be your will. Mm-hmm. What if God just filleted you open? Circumcised your heart against your will. That would be sovereignty, as I understand it, would be kind of in a different area. Yes, sir. Yeah. But what does God do? He pricks you in a hopes of response to that yes, prick. And he tells him, You do resist the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost trying to get a hold of you. That's the Holy Ghost trying to show you. But you resist that. You fight that. One of the agonies of being a parent, and it is if you take that newborn and the doctor has, you know, vials and bottles and Lord only knows what else, and you go in there and they got to stab that little baby. What is it? It's just a prick. 30 seconds later, they're fine. Get home, take the band-aids off, they're fine. What is a prick like that to me? I'm old now. doesn't bother me. I can sit and take a needle and stick it in my arm. It wouldn't face me. It's just a prick. You shake it off. But this is the prick of the Holy Ghost. They've hardened themselves to it. The scripture has been revealed. God's trying to show them, this is me. He said, as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? You put your fathers on pedestals. You put your lineage on a pedestal. You put your bloodline on a pedestal of what it is. Oh, we are of Jacob. We are of Benjamin. Which of your fathers persecuted not the prophets? Name one. Name one of your fathers that didn't persecute the prophets. Name one of them that obeyed God. They'd have to go back a long way at this point to find one of their fathers that didn't persecute the prophets. They'd have to go back a long way. You see, you read of men like Caleb, men like Joshua, but do you realize the rest were overthrown? They wouldn't heed the pricks. 
they wouldn't see Christ in the wilderness. They wouldn't see Christ in the tabernacle. He said, you're just like your fathers. I've shown you the scriptures. I've revealed Christ to you. I've shown you everything you need. You grew up from as a child with the holy scriptures. They're able to make you wise unto salvation, but you won't believe them. So the Lord in his mercy comes and pricks them again. He said, and now they've slain them, which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have now been the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. So when the just one came, you slew him, murdered him. You received the law by the disposition of angels and you have not kept it. What more could God have done for Israel? What more could he have done for the Jew? What more could he have done for his people? But they would not. And so he points the finger at him and just tells them, this is you. You've resisted God. You've resisted the word of God. You've resisted the Holy Ghost. You've rejected the Son of God. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. It's a wound, not a prick, it's a wound. They cut him to the heart. God was trying to show them their heart. God was trying to show them what was in their heart. God was trying to show them where they stood with him. So how did they respond to it? They gnashed on him with their teeth. God's dealing with them. God's shown them the law. God's revealed himself through the scriptures to them, revealed his son to them. And what do they do? They gnash on the messenger. Why do they gnash on the messenger? Because they can't get to God. You see, they've already smote him. They've already struck him. They've already ripped his hair from off of his face. They've already beaten him sore and put that robe upon him and mocked him and scoffed at him. The Bible said, even in the house of the high priest, the servants there would come <laughs> striking, smote him with their hands. Even the very servants struck him. You see, when they could get to God, they beat him. When they could get to God, they crucified him. And now his messengers trying to show mercy and give them one more chance to repent. What do they do? They gnash upon him with their teeth. Because they're cut to the heart. But he being full, thank God for the messenger that's full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He didn't waver, he didn't move, he looked steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. The psalmist said, the Lord standeth in judgment. Stephen's about to meet the Lord. God opened up the heavens and gave him a glimpse. Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, 
Lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul was consenting unto his death. He's listening. He hears the message. They laid the clothes at his feet. By doing so, he consented unto his death. You see, Saul's heard the message. We talked this morning just briefly of him. He is trained He's a great, under a great Bible teacher. He's trained under the law. He's trained as a Pharisee. You know from reading the epistles, the Apostle Paul knew far more of the scriptures, I think, than we have the ability to know as a lost man. Yet he couldn't see Christ. And if you're lost, you can't see Christ. Oh, you can see tenets of it. You can see pieces in a puzzle put together. You can see a correlation, but you can't see him. You can see a shadow, you can see a figure, you can see a likeness, but you can't see him. Paul, Saul, has seen all these things. He's heard the preaching. He's heard the message. And what is he doing? He's sending to their death. This is a good thing that he died. Can I say this? I'm not trying to paraphrase the phrase or go too far, but he's saying this is good. This man needed to die. This is the right thing. Stone him. Before his heresy destroys all, stone that man. What did Stephen do? He preached Jesus Christ. At that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which is at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. He'd go into house, he'd find men and women preaching the gospel, meeting with a portion of scripture, and he'd commit them to prison. Chapter 9 and verse 1, And Saul yet breathed into threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest. He's so spiritual. I don't say that mocking, he was just so spiritual. He did what he thought was right. He did what he was taught to do. He did what his own eyes was right to do. This man is preaching that that guy that died on the cross was God. That man that died on the cross was our Lord. That man that died on the cross was our Savior. He deserved to die. So he goes to the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, what way? This way. They believe Christ. They preach Christ. They believe the scripture. And if we find any of this way, he said, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So he wants to take them from Damascus where the gospel has gone abroad being preached. He's going to follow the gospel being preached and bind those preaching the gospel. He wants to silence them from preaching the gospel. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? You see, he is both Lord and Christ. Who art thou, Lord? Forgive me for thinking something too far out, but 
I think with the light shone from heaven, that voice, the word of God came to him again. It had to cut him. It had to prick him. Who art thou, Lord? Listen, I've been hearing the preaching. I've been hearing what's going on. I know what's been said. Who art thou, Lord? The Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. What pricks? Pricks of the Holy Ghost. Pricks of the Word of God. The pricks of his heart. Why? The heart is deep. The heart is deceitful. The heart is a dreadful thing. The heart is desperately wicked. That's what's in your heart, Paul. You're persecuting me, Paul. Saul. You've gone against me, Saul. You're fighting against me, Saul. Who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for me to kick against the pricks. And he's cut to the heart. Can you imagine the realization will come to you when you've been persecuting the church of God. God opens your understanding to realize that this is the true and living church. And the awfulness, the horror, and the shock of realizing this is Christ. When Stephen looked steadfastly into heaven and saw Jesus stand on the right hand of God, I should have taken heed. Stephen saw him. When Stephen preached Jesus Christ in the, in the wilderness, I should have seen that this was Christ. When Peter stood that great day of preaching, and he preached that that was Jesus Christ, not David in the grave, not David's soul in hell, but that was Christ in the grave, and Christ in hell, and he's been resurrected from the dead. The awfulness of the realization. I've been putting people in prison over this. I've been kicking against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what what wilt thou have me to do? What shall we do collectively? Lord, what shalt thou have, wilt thou have me to do? It's singular. He's not kicking against the pricks. He's been pricked, but he's bowed the knee and said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. He's kicked against the pricks. But God stopped him one more time, pricked his heart. There was nobody there to tell him, This is God. Why? Because when God pricks the heart, He'll make Himself known. God pricks you deep. He'll make you know it's it's Him. This is me. No, I'm just confused. No, I'm just having a dream, just having a vision, ate too much pizza, whatever. No, this is me. It's hard for thee, isn't it? It's hard for you to kick against this, isn't it? Keep kicking. I'll keep pricking. I want to say this, and be careful with this. I'm not going to go too far. I'm not making a doctrinal statement. But he went from a prick to a cut. Mm-hmm. Why they would not heed. Mm-hmm. Right. Saul, those pricks are me. And you've been kicking against it. Lord. 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 I find at least three times in the scripture... God calls a man by name explicitly in this fashion. Moses, 
Moses. The bush that burns, not consumed. He calls him by name, Moses. Moses. What did Moses do? He took his shoes off his feet. He was on holy ground. Samuel. Samuel. Samuel ran to Eli to find out who it was. And finally Eli discerned it was the Lord. And he told Samuel how to respond. Why God had called him. What did Peter tell them? As many as God calls. Who's God calling? Saul. How's he called me? By name. How does he get his attention? Pricks him. Saul, Saul. Saul, Saul. Why persecutest thou me? It's almost like the awakening. I, I don't see it any other way. Who art thou? His eyes are open. He's heard with his ear. He hears a voice. He knows the prick was God. He knows the voice is God. What's left to do? He's done. He's finished. The battle's over. I'm not going to war anymore with God. I don't like the pricks. I don't want to fight against the pricks. The little white flag of his heart waves. Yes, thank you, Jesus. See, this is the last time. I'm done. I'm finished. The simplicity of the call of God. What wilt thou have me to do? Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. He takes him into the city, and God shows him, speaks to him, sends him to us, sends rather Ananias to Saul, explains to him the vision of what he has done, and God calls him this He is a chosen vessel unto me. He is a chosen vessel unto me. Why Jesus loved him. Cared for his soul. Pricked him in the heart. Cared enough to prick him one more time. And finally he said, Lord. What more is needed? To explain to you again what the prick is? To explain to you why you're being pricked? Somebody convince you that the law of God is real? That's right. No. What's needed? What wilt thou have me do? What must we do? What should I do? Peter. Repent. First word out of his mouth. Repent. What more do I need? What more do I need to respond to? Just when that prick comes. Yes, sir. Say, who art thou, Lord? Mm-hmm. What thou have me to do? There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, 
or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.